What do you order? Nothing. I guess I'm good without. Okay, okay. Fair fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And you don't drink coffee, that which is great, awesome. At my mission. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, in short, I am actually um, after freedom. I have my own idea of what freedom is, uh, which involves the flawed judicial system, which is the most complex problem I am thinking about to crack. Education, education system is, as far as the 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 thought of the matter is concerned, I find it rather easy. I've spent already spent ten years dwelling in this problem. I I've I've developed so far um, a chat app which can enable a very free willed education system out of it. It's called Chat to Do. It's an Android app. Uh, what it's saying fundamentally is that there is a lot of knowledge captured in the process of two people communicating and collaborating upon a common goal. Why don't we start quantifying that into education degrees? You get what I'm saying? Is it simple enough to understand? I mean, if, if you and I end up talking about, let's say, what, what did I read on your Bumble profile about? Uh, something that gave me ideas about Marxism. Something closer to that. Yeah. Uh, about I've read a lot of Marxism. Okay, so are you influenced by that? Yeah, okay, so I got that. You know what I mean? So let's say uh, you end up driving some dialogues among us and I will end up learning something about Marxism. And let's say we do it for 10 years and I get involved in this conversation and what it may lead to. Then I may learn so much more. I may, you may, in the process of that conversation, end up learning so much more about this and if artificial intelligence is thrown on it just to understand what is that you've learned, then you can quantify that into education degrees. It's like you, you... In, kind, in a way like a synthesis and you're quantifying that synthesis and you're yeah, or maybe, giving credit. Or maybe say simply put, uh, my, my software is designed to make you more actionable. So if you end up coming to me and saying, uh, if, you, if, if you come to my company for a job and you say, uh, Nishal, these are the last 50 things I've done in my life. Uh, I will get a clue to what you, what, what is that you may have learned by virtue of having done the following. Because when you finish a task, you end up learning something. You end up learning 20 dishes, you're almost a chef. You know? So if, if you tell to my system that these are the tasks you have accomplished, because you're very tasked for being accomplished on my chat app. Your discussions around those chats were also happening on my chat app. You marking them as done were also happening on my chat app. Then you end up telling my system, what is that you may have learned? I built that and I built a mathematics laboratory in Delhi Public School Vasantunj and the Blue Bells in Delhi. Um, there, what I'm saying is that mathematics at some point was observational in nature. You just literally observed into the sky and you, you knew the speed of light. What have we done now is that we have, instead of telling children to face upward into the sky, we have given them books to learn from. This is not the kind of, I am a school, uh, I was expelled from school, I'm a college dropout, you don't expect any better from me, you know. I am now going to encourage people to go into poor wall classroom systems. I'm sorry, uh, if you talk too much, I may end up discouraging you from your masters. Um, That's perfectly fine, yeah. probably I need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe then I'm the best guy you could meet for this kind of encouragement to 
to consider the possibility of uh, real gyan, you know, not degrees, it, it's going to limit you. Then isn't that conflicting? What is conflicting? I mean, in a way, just, you know, right now, you just said that uh, moving away from degrees. Yes, yes, yes. On the other hand, oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good question. What I'm saying is that employability, what I, what, what, yeah, maybe my articulation wasn't correct. I find uh, reasonability in the idea of degrees because, you know, it makes it easier for you to become employable by the employers who have to make a judgment upon you in a limited amount of time. They have to know what is that, you know, they're going to judge you over. So my articulation wasn't correct. It's not that I'm against degrees. What I'm against is this method of fetching degrees, you know. When you are fetching degrees outside the realm of your curiosities, I'm not up for it. I want you to fetch degrees around your curiosities. So degrees is not a problem really, because it, it does, in, in, in a capitalistic world, it's a way forward. You can only be judged. Uh, uh, That's the only way you can yeah. define knowledge, you've got to give exams. Yes, yes, yes. And then yeah, it makes it easier for your employer to yeah. sort of make a decision. All of it needs to be reduced down yeah. to numbers to easily yeah. interpretable. Yeah, and, 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 and that's 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 just, yeah, that's just like a sore point. <laughs> yeah. So this used to be an extremely complicated idea uh, about ten years ago. As complicated as judicial system is for me now, because you know I see so much injustice in the world, um, like you know false accusations being one, where you know if you look at the number of men who've committed suicide, and this 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 is becoming popular now after Sushant Singh's suicide as well. And men's suicide. Uh, no, but it was always problems. Always, uh, they were always doubly more uh, like the percentage. Men are twice as likely to commit suicide. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because what happens uh, oftentimes is that there are certain sections in law, rape law, um, uh, dowry law, where a I mean a woman just has to give a statement. No evidence is required. Zero evidence. If she goes and says that. This gentleman, uh, no gentleman, this asshole raped me, it's a given now. You have raped her, now you have to prove your innocence. You will be put to jail first though. You have to come out on bail. You know, so, um, these are, if a wife complains against the whole family of the man because she wants a divorce now, you know. Now, now she's not easily getting a divorce. So she'll just say that they're, um, uh, they're, they're pressing me for dowry. So, uh, then uh, section 498A is imposed on you. And um, and then they put I heard they put the entire family in the jail. You know about this? How do you know? How do you guys know about this? I mean, I'm I'm getting to know this now, like this year. It's section 498. How do you know this? It was mind blowing. Uh, in your course? No, I like. I mean, I read a lot about women's rights and all of this. Okay. So I'm coming from that perspective. So of course I've okay. read and studied. So are you a feminist or are you? Depth. You're a feminist, yeah. huh? Uh, but uh, you also see the ills of the fight of feminism that have been caused because of, I think, an overly, overly uh, subjective audience. When you make, when you put your subjectivity into laws, you twist things, and that's what that's what feminism did. I don't think the stand of feminism in the beginning was wrong. It was absolutely virtuous, no doubt. Yes, please, no doubt. But then. When the interpretation of that came into law, then this became a huge problem. Now men get threatened with false accusations, and they are twisted by cops for uh, for extortion and for um, 
all kind of nonsense pencils there after, you know. So the topic of feminism needs to be now looked at from a deeper perspective. So you know, you'll notice a lot of uh, women have stopped calling themselves feminists after all this facade that happened. Uh, and, and, and there are volumes, volumes written and a lot of videos recorded by women who were on stages like TED stage uh, talking about feminism, in favor of feminism. Now the same women are going on this stage and saying they were so wrong. This was so divisive. It was dividing people. Their whole conduct was dividing people. It was like the whole cause became men bashing, you know. It's like how communalism is done today. Something some barber did, you know, and now all Muslims are being uh, put to, under that lens. That's unfair. That's very unfair on them. They, they didn't cause that. The masjid and mandir fight, they didn't cause it. But they're being subjected to it. So it's, it's, it divides. Any ism, I think, when looked at very deeply, somewhere, even if the intention was pure, virtuous, uh, it ends up dividing people. And that, that's not really the problem of the ism, it's the problem of the human beings we have become, I think. You give us Twitter and we do hate speech, you give us Facebook. So it's the human beings fundamentally that are causing the problem. The isms always have the good intention, I hope, I, I'm assuming so, but the human beings really like, you know, blow it apart with their conduct. Tell me about this yeah. So I strongly differ on you know the point that feminism has you know become bad now or things like that. So um, also as far as the laws go, it is less a point of uh, it is less it is so much less a point of what feminism did and how the laws have panned out, and it's more about. So why did these laws come come about in the first place, and why are they so um, you would say skewed? Yeah. Why are they so skewed? You do not need any evidence. There. As soon as the FIR is filed, you are put to jail, and you have no. That's so wrong. No, that's wrong. But at the same time, um, do you also know about how many rape cases are filed in the first place? No. Okay, but don't you think these and are two different problems? No, no, no. No, I can give you an example if you are willing to hear an example because I am generally thinking about police reforms. An example is that when you you see you see do you know what the procedure is? A woman goes and makes a false complaint. You're taken to a judicial magistrate, there's no question asked. You are taken to the jail. If you just fit in one component in, within this investigation or within this procedure investigation first and you can put 24 hours in your preliminary investigation that even that doesn't happen that's wrong i think see it's a man's life has got no value then you know you just straight away put that oh come on no don't you think so if you put a man in jail without any evidence no i look so how i look at it is that it's not it's neither a, it's not a problem of feminism and it's not a problem of um, it's a problem of patriarchy see from, from how i understand you're coming is okay so i mean i don't know if you're no 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 I'm not you know no 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 i i because see i heard you i yeah, heard you respectfully yeah. and if this is i i, I, I sorry react, i'm so I'm sorry I, I wanted to smile i'm so sorry i smiled I smile because I, I think I know where 
anyway, you say. I just uh, it was from within my soul that I got a smile. Please don't uh, hold me. Uh, don't don't make me hold myself back. You know, I I didn't interrupt. I only smiled. You know, so uh, allow me to keep smiling if I have if I if something something triggers that smile. Okay. But right. what you say, I want to hear you. Well, I'm not sure if you have these conversations with a man as mature as I may be. Of course I've had. Okay, then. And it's like... I don't know. But I can't say. Maybe it's complicated. It's really complicated to um, See, it's very measure complicated. it. What do, you, what do you think about me? Well, you know what it's I think? It's probably worse, I think. Because, because you know, you. what I think... Okay, I'll tell you my genuine uh, opinion. I actually am after a world where... People are not scared of falsely being accused because you should have the freedom to express whatever you will, whether a truth or a lie. I would rather hope for a world where men are not scared of having false accusations, accusations upon them because now we are living in a world where anybody can go and tweet a lie about anybody. Now you would rather. And you think everybody is held accountable uh, for a lie or for for an actual mistake? Done. No, how for, how is that just? No, some of course, like uh, there are a lot of men who have probably done wrong, and those who have done wrong should be punished. And how how how, how should that be done? Just just tell me, if there's a woman who is look, I I, I don't know, I'm I'm not sure how you do not know about this or whether you know and you still stand did, by what you say. Didn't know about but, what? But um, that around say sixty percent of the women in my circle have been raped. No way. Are you serious? Okay, no. Just, just listen to me. I'm not saying this for the shock value. Okay. So, and this is my circle, which I would consider is a very privileged and um, uh, relatively coming from, uh, coming from affluent families. And you know, if we, um, let's say, tweet or if we make some noise, we might get some traction. I'm coming from that kind of a circle. And I'm talking about that circle. But put that to rest. If you take women, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to take women from the village and things like that. I'm just going to take Tanushri Datta's name. She was somebody who had eight years back she had accused Nana Patikar of uh, sexual harassment, and she is somebody who is in an industry where she has all the social um, circles and everything. And yet, yet nothing happened. What I'm saying is that these systems, the judiciary and the police system and um, all of this, it is also somehow linked, it is also somehow patriarchal in nature. So how you, how do you navigate it? How does it really happen? How many cases are actually filed? When a woman goes to the police station, she is told that no. You know, firstly of course, if it's a powerful man, there is no case filed ever. The number of retaliations, I don't know what to leave you with. I'm not going to try to convince you. I'm just going to ask you. No, no. Uh, no, I, I don't know. the dialogue. I like, uh, I like, I like sincere dialoguing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm never for small talks. So please express. I want to know. I'm just going to urge you to read uh, on what it really means to fight a rape case in India. Okay. Despite what you say about you know false accusations. They do happen. Do you agree? Yeah, of course. I know people, I know men who have You know National Commission for Women who fiercely uh, protects and defends women are uh, made up of feminists? 
their statistics said very recently 54.6% of rape accusations have turned out to be false. And do you know why? Because most of the real rape cases are public knowledge and yet never filed. But it does not uh, say, I mean it does not negate the no, other problem which not. is false it accusations. Does yeah, right? It does not. So both are problems. I think, I think our country has been, uh, uh, you know, we, we are not being given the real muddas. Our media is just going after what politicians are showing us as problems. The real problems are these complex problems. You know, nobody is trying to address this problem. That it's true that um, women have been mishandled many, many a times. There's another problem, they don't even report it often. But there's also another problem that the, the innocent men also suffer in the process, you know. When they haven't done anything, some disgruntled lady also goes and... But do you see how, why that's happening? I do so see the why. But I want to, I want to put my life to solving this problem genuinely. Yeah, so if you want to put your life to solving this problem, let's get to where the root cause lies. Yeah. So what happens when a man is accused of it? So let's just take um, the Hyderabad case, the recent one that happened last year. Let me just 
So the guys who died, that was absolutely wrong. It was an extrajudicial killing. There was no verdict. There was no judgment. Nobody had decided that they were the people who did it. But it was done, and it was celebrated by the same society, which stands against false accusations and you know putting men behind bars, and they have all the problems with. So what's it? It's a matter of collective conscience, you see. So what ends up happening is that it's these particular men who are accused of rape who become the monsters. So they, you know, projected as monsters, and they, you know, absolutely need to be brought down and. All the hatred is pointed towards them, and they are the manifestation of all that's wrong with the society. And otherwise, the society is all good and well. So what do we do? We take them, we punish them the hardest that we can, and we kill them and we hang them. And if they are dead, we celebrate that. That's the way that goes. And now I do not know of a single feminist in my circle who did not stand against this killing, or who does not stand. All of us oppose. Firstly, capital punishment for all of these uh, whatever kind of rape cases that come forward. Because when you, just a minute, when you try to put it down to a person on an individual, it is the entire society which washes its hands away from creating that person. That person did not come out of, did not grow up in a vacuum. So right from language, the way we talk, the kind of Vile words that exist, which are almost always women-centered, and if you go forward, the kind of jokes that are played, the kind of advertising, the kind of objectification that happens at all levels, all of that results in something like rape. Rape does not happen as an anomaly. Right. So what feminist? So I'm just. Arguing my point here, what feminism asks for is so we ask for reform and for changes at all of these social levels, which are contributing to the build-up of this rape culture. So that in the end, it is not those one or two men which are punished so much for the society to relieve itself of its of this um, thing that happened. Instead. Right. I think also ladies uh, must take into account that their fight is getting distorted by the other ladies who are actually not being punished for false accusations. Like you know, see, false accusations are exist because in so many women. Just a minute. I understand that, but yeah. why is it that Supreme Court very recently say, said that women are using these sections for legal terrorism? It was said by Supreme Court, a woman, a woman from the Supreme Court said. I'm not saying every woman is a feminist. No, but I'm not saying there's a point of feminism. What I'm saying is, when just imagine if a girl uh, wants to trap a man uh, into a long-lasting relationship, okay? And uh, let's say the man has never uh, misled her to believe there would be anything long-lasting. But let's say the man is really handsome and the woman really wants that man. You know what? The, what is the what is the key she's got? She can go to the police station and say he promised me marriage. Well, he never promised you marriage. Yeah, that's the problem. The, right? I'm that saying that. Yeah, this is that and is this is all rape. Then this becomes rape. Yeah, that's statutory oh, rape. Exactly. Right. So this is, I yeah, think, this is. Yeah, promise of marriage is statutory rape. I know that. And that's Do you the think? Problem. 
that's a problem, right? But what I'm saying is that these laws, and I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying I, that I these so. laws are have been made so stringent, and they have excluded all possibility of do, all do other possibilities. Do you have any uh, thought over a solution to this problem? Yeah. What do you think is the solution to this problem? Reform at all levels. It has to be social. It has to be cultural, and that is what. Feminism has been propagating, and now see if you're going to, you know, there are different strands within every ism and things like that. And I'm not speaking. I mean, of course, I do call myself a feminist, and I use that tag and I use that label. But I also have a lot of things on other things, and I also have like a more holistic approach towards other things. So gender is not the only lens with which I look at things. So what we need so these stringent laws that have been made are made because there is no collective build up of other things so that is why that happens in the end stage a collective build up of other things give me an example what do you mean countering language like i said so every time you know every time i'm going to point out hey you know what you saying that what you saying is sexist you can't take a joke you know oh, okay, you're okay. going to be so touchy how can you be so sensitive so this is fine okay, okay. then you know i'm maybe i'm with a group of friends not me i don't have such friends but maybe somebody is with a group of friends and somebody is walking and you know just i don't know just a normal casual touch which might be uncomfortable for, uh, for the woman it's very and you know if she is going to be something if you know she's going to retaliate or if she's going to say something why are you being such a snob why are you being like this you know why can't you just go easy with it so all of these things are tolerated but when it culminates into rape that becomes a huge of course that is the problem yeah so do you think all of these are not a problem uh, no i think these are when they are when they are in intention you know often times we have to we have to look at you you see when we start pointing fingers at one human being as against the whole surrounding that has been offered to him then i think it that fight makes more sense when we become when when it becomes about bashing one individual That's without evidences yes yes right so how do you make that fight social by pointing out calling out things in everyday interactions of course, and all of that of course so, i'm all for calling out that's why i said like freedom should be exercised of your speech say whatever you will Yeah, and but not everybody is heard, right? But now you know, gladly because of the internet, that potential. Where do you think the Me Too movement has? How far do you think the Me Too movement has spread its? Uh, it has spread. Who do you think it's accessible? Well, I don't think to the ladies in the villages. I don't think it's accessible to them yet. But the only hope that I have for them is the internet. In fact, when it trickles down, you see. You see, the greatest problem in this country is that this country is calling problems where there are none, and not calling problems where there are many, like education. This is an uneducated, narrow-minded country, and till the time we don't focus our energies on the reforms in the education system, uh, we are not going to be. I cannot be very hopeful about even the internet in the villages. So, so I, I, I hope there are more. human beings who are just not talking for you know my product is called chat to do it's called chat to do because i'm saying don't just chat to talk for talk sake chat to do things you know so so i'm after that culture where people talk for action sake we, we, we i want people to talk for action 
not just talk for talk's sake. So mostly what happens in, in, in India is that debates don't culminate into action. It, it's seldom they do. Um, that's because people are not really educated. You know, I was in a conversation with the Mali in my park yesterday. And, you know, it was such a humble response. Like, I asked him, who did you vote for? And he told me, BJP. I said, yeah, of course, in his language. The lesser of the two evils, is that why? And he said, yes, but we gave Modi Ji's name. So I said, okay. But here, we gave Yogi Ji's name. What did he do for our country? So he said, brother, we don't have to study. We give you what you tell us, we give you what you tell us. So I'm saying that actually, there's no one of them. This is the breaking. What they say to the people, they do it. They think that they're giving the right answer. So, this is not going to happen. This is the problem with, you know, have you, have you dealt with problems like maybe a comparative analysis of the possibility of direct democracy against representative democracy? Internet brings those possibilities, you know, the social, my product is a social network of action in the world of social network of talks. And my goal, you know, actually, before even there was Flipkart and, uh, and, and, I think it was one of the first startups for startups sake in India. I had already raised a hundred thousand dollar investment for my startup, but it was always very soulful. It was the most difficult kind of a company you can imagine building from India. I am aiming for direct democracy, so so everyone can be heard. It's not the representatives that are speaking on behalf of everyone else. It's so complex. It's so complicated that sometimes I feel we rush to. Um, we rush with an aggression, even in a debate. Uh, and uh, somehow people get off balance and they, they lose track of uh, the, the intention of that debate, you know. And uh, we are not building the same culture, in my view, when, when everyone is just fighting each other, you know. So it's a very difficult problem to have. Uh, I have often felt, you know, in meetings, in, su in such meetings, I have felt that Okay, I'll do small talks, like how everyone is, you know, mostly, I, I mean, I don't know how it is in Delhi today, but uh, mostly people, I don't find myself very engaged in conversations with people, you know, because they don't want to do the difficult conversations. Uh, and and sometimes, sometimes it makes you look bad, you know, when you are, uh, when you hold an opinion, or you seem to know something, then uh, I, I have often thought that, okay, I should hold back, I should just let the other, I mean, I should let... You know what I mean? The small talks occur, and uh, then yeah, that is okay because it's not. It's not. I'm not being honest to myself. I am. I'm. I am. I am profound, and I'd like to be like that. You know. It, it, uh, it, 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 I think if I have to, I have to attribute my usefulness to something. It is. It is my singularity. You know. I'm, I can't be dual. So. So I. I was, I'm hoping that these conversations, because I really like, you know, I, I really like what I am observing here. Because, you know, you know, when in my college, I, I thought there were, if you are saying that you and your friends go into these debates and you really, you guys, it seems like you, you want to stand for something. Um, a lot of people, I mean, you, you do agree that a majority of people from your privilege, your kind of privileged background, and from your kind of education, from your kind of cities, just are armchair activists, you know. They are only tuning and, uh, you know, they don't even want to do a debate. They can't hold a debate, in fact, because they do not have the ingredients that make for a debate, you know. So, so I'm, in fact, happy and I'd like more such conversations with you. But I'm also hoping at the same time that you, 
you know, if I have a smile, like think of it this way, it's not to offend no, you. I understand. It's to tell you that, that there is somebody called, let's say, Jordan Peterson. I'm naming him. Because very recently, I stumbled upon a video where he spoke about the misconceptions about what patriarchy caused and why did this even occur. So it was so insightful. He's one of the most popular uh, New Age uh, philosophers, so to say. He's a psychologist. He's a practicing psychologist. But he's amazing in the sense that uh, he, you know, I don't think many would agree with him, and that's not the point. But I really appreciate that uh, in the world where people are willing to be dual just for uh, looking so that they look good among their students and among people, he fiercely stands for what he believes in and he's filled with so many logics. It's amazing. It's very difficult to debate him and you'll notice it in all his videos. There are all kinds of people uh, who, is, who, who, is, who, who are offered uh, to him in that debate and it's very difficult to debate him. He has got so much depth. So, so there was something about patriarchy and I was like, wow, brilliant. I mean, all of a sudden the whole universe is conspiring to bring people uh, into my life that are going to empower me with more such information, you know, and different perspectives. So my smile was not to offend you. So, so, so here is uh, a heads up that uh, yeah, I'm not the guy who wants to pull anybody down. I'm not. In, in fact, you know, See, because mostly I'm not I, that person. I, I've had these of course, conversations of course, a lot of, course, of times, of and smile is often a way of condescension. Yeah, so no, 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 it wasn't condescending. Yeah, so I mean, it was no, my that's not, Yes, 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 that's why I want to make it clear. And it put me on a back foot because I was thinking that, oh no, I'm again in front of somebody who will not be able to hold a constructive debate, you know? I, that's And I went on a back foot and I actually lost my balance. I was uh, sort of uh, not being myself for, for that period of time because I may have so much to uh, express uh, because and especially because you know I haven't really been in any system. I haven't ever taken a job in my life, and I don't come from a background that uh, uh, that could have supported me. I come from a lower middle class family. We don't even have a home of our own, you know. So, so I am, I am, I am this. Uh, I have been a deeply curious warrior uh, who has always uh, uh, questioned that. Like for example, uh, the idea of job, even though. Uh, uh, you know, I was a scholarship holder, and I could have easily uh, gotten into uh, IM. In fact, in pre-cat, I got a 98 for 9 percentile. Uh, but I just felt that that was not. Uh, I mean, for a person of my capabilities, uh, it would have been a waste of talent to spend two years amongst professors that I know don't inspire me. You know, how do you spend time with people that cannot inspire you, and day in and day out, listening to them? You know, professing. It's almost the first step you take towards making you dual. Because now your soul is no more with you. So um, doing things you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, why you're being dishonest so, with yourself. Yeah, so so I am I am the guy who can actually express so much from a person outside of the system who cannot be bent uh, even if uh, you know uh, he is being uh, pressed by. I have faced a lot of uh, challenges by people because because. Uh, I speak, uh, what, what do I think is my truth, uh, with a smile, like I don't get, um, you know, I'm unabashed at what I have to say, but I never mean to offend any one human being, I am always hinting towards this whole system, uh, even if you're a criminal, I would still not want to offend you, I would be after your root cause, you know, because I can see that root cause, it's like, it's, there's something called Yudhishthir Drishti, 
I am blessed with that Yudhishthir Drishti right from the beginning, you know. Um, do you know, uh, have you ever indulged in, um, in yoga or what is this idea of yoga deeply? Uh, on the surface, have you understood? What, what, you, what you are thrown in the name of yoga is generally Hatha Yoga, you know. That's not really the whole idea of yoga. It's, it's a beautiful thought that got developed over, uh, I don't know, thousands and thousands of years. The highest point of it is in meditation called Samadhi. You know what, have you ever heard of Samadhi? Tell me what you understand by it. It's kind of, it's like a space or it's uh, level of being that a person reaches where the environment and a lot of other things do not really affect Okay, 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 fair enough. Have you, have you ever smoked pot? Any other psychedelic substance, LSD or, okay, you know there comes a state, uh, have you seen psychedelic art forms, paintings, okay, so I'm just telling you about uh, the possibilities of depth in a human being which we lose when we take up uh, four wall classroom education and waste our time doing that. Uh, I dropped out of college because I couldn't have uh, even managed my attendance. It was not my scene. I was really moved by uh, the possibilities of the social internet in 2005 when Facebook was one year old. Uh, I was moved by that possibility. But I, and I could also see that um, the kind of dog and cat video based social networks that we are building are not really going to be very progressive. In fact, uh, in fact it's going to be an environment of hate to be getting hate. Uh, it is becoming that. Uh, so, I, I I didn't think college was going to be able to educate me uh, around this topic. And uh, anyway, it didn't matter to me. In my first, uh, you know, when I raised investment, uh, my first team was made up of uh, boys from IIT Delhi. There were about eight of them from IIT Delhi. There were uh, there was a kid from Delhi College of Engineering. I lectured. What uh, you went to Indrapuram? I have lectured in some of the top colleges in our country. And I'm not a gonna. I don't even have a degree. And now it's still okay, but back then, you know, you know how old I am? 35. Yeah. So I'm talking about maybe um, almost 15 years ago, you know, 14 years ago. Uh, it was not cool. It was very difficult to be a boy without a degree um, in, in, in other people's perspective. I was always looking at it from outside anyway, so it, it didn't matter to me. Uh, and then, but, but what happens is it's like pendulum. The more, the more you really stretch the ability of your mind to the other end, it's almost like near madness. Uh, what you what you associate with the scientists, you know, they often are on the edge of that madness where they appear mad because they, the kind of concepts they talk about, others are not able to comprehend it for a long period of time. Like Nikola Tesla, we still don't know how did he fathom transmission of electricity wirelessly, and we're still not achieving it. And and then what happens is when you decide to put yourself into total stillness and when you go into stillness, the transition, because you have your ability to concentrate on the outside can be manifested into your ability to concentrate on the inside. So all vibration, including the vibration of the sound, can be seen, you know. If your concentration becomes so much, you can see the fractal geometry of the sky and you will know the pattern of what forms the sky what is the pattern geometrical pattern that creates the sky 
when you transition into samadhi, your ability to perceive becomes that high. You are, you are seeing that if you look at a leaf, because that's what happened. When I got out of my samadhi, I opened my eyes in front of a, in, like I think the first vision was for me my palm, uh, and it, it almost felt like it had life of its own. And when I looked at the leaf, the whole branch, it was endless. I mean, it did not have a defined boundary. It was interacting with the air. It was not boundaried as we see when we are within the limits of our 20 hertz and 20,000 hertz of perception. The barrier of that perception was broken. And um, then then you really get that Yudhishthya Drishti where you, you, don't, you see things boundlessly. And it becomes so complicated to have uh, uh, lengthy conversations because you cannot really express a, 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 a fundamentally profound idea uh, in a hurry, you know. You have to cover so many aspects to it. So, so, so I'm the guy who has, we will someday discuss Samadhi in greater detail, but what I can tell you is that when we are perceiving things, when we are not in a state of Samadhi or in a state of meditation, meditation is not an act you do or yoga is not an act you do. You be in that state. So if you are that, then you are that always. It's like you, you know, if you, like for example, if you ever watch me dance, you will see a glimpse of what I'm talking about, that fluidity, you know? Like, I am a wave when I'm dancing. And, you know, it's so, it makes me feel so nice because everyone around me, just, they get so lifted up with that divinity of that dance. And maybe I have some videos on my Instagram, maybe you'll be able to see that. Uh, and, you know, just before Samadhi, before being in that state of meditation, and I went into it because I wanted to put silence into my mind, absolute stillness. Uh, because I was thinking too much uh, and it was a very complex company that I was building. It was impossible to build that kind of an organization in India or speak even that language in India. And I spoke, uh, I, I've been on the same stage with one of the most popular founders we have among us is Ritesh Agarwal from Oyo. And I, both I and me have delivered lectures together on the same stage. But our, our philosophy was so different. I mean, he's, he's after capitalism, like he's after capital, you know not after any fundamental problem solved. And I am, I mean, capital is a byproduct of a real problem solved. In fact, today I recorded a video while I was walking. I was recording a video and I was telling the middle class families, I was encouraging innovation and I was giving them examples for why it has nothing to do with money. You know, you can, you can be an inventor without money. So I was speaking about that, so I'm that kind of a guy. I can never imagine that my attempt is to be condescending to anybody, you know. So, so, so I've given you a glimpse of who I am, and uh, uh, I am intense, of course, because uh, uh, because you don't expect somebody who's genuinely after, like you know, one of the endings of my video said. So my birthday was yesterday, okay. So this this video was about telling people that you're your wishes, I was calculating that in these many years of my life, that's the amount of time you're spending on deciding what gift to give me, what, how to wish me. I said, if you total all of that and give me that time into the next video that I'm going to post, I bet you'll give the greatest gift to your children for doing so, because I'm after making a better, better world for your children. And I said it in a more, uh, in a, in a more articulated way. Uh, so I'm, I'm sincerely after solving a real problem. You don't expect that kind of a person to uh, to be uh, not intense, you know. He is, 
he's rightfully, he's righteous, he's rightfully intense. So sometimes if we are in a conversation, uh, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to consider that um, I may have been something at 22 or 23 or 24, you know, I had the same spirit. But now that spirit has gotten expanded. That's what happens with each, you know, when you... अच्छा हमने कॉफी लेके लिए और ऑर्डर करना है क्या बोलेंगे? मास्क लगा के बात करें। कोई बात नहीं आप फ्रेंड दीजिए। Don't worry, don't worry. So, so I've got a little expanded from that. So it'll help if you don't approach me that way, where you think that I'm like other people being condescending on a dialogue with a lady who is uh, trying to educate me on her perspective about feminism. That's always how I'm going to look at it. But I can be perceived otherwise. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, cool. And it comes with age. I wouldn't have been able to communicate it this way when I was 22, 23, 24. But at 35, I can, I can, I can communicate this point. Then we can have a really good, uh, looping, endless conversations, you know. <laughs> What do you want to study for your MBA? Oh, no, sorry, for your Masters. Why did I agree on MBA? Thank God, it's not MBA. <laughs> I'm thinking to go ahead uh, with sociology. But okay. there are also other courses that I have in mind. Uh, there's this course on ecology and society. And there's this course on uh, art and aesthetics. Okay. So, and where, where from? I wanted to go to JNU but considering the Delhi scenario I'm having second thoughts let's say uh, but probably I don't know I mean it, of course it depends on the master uh, the entrances but where I want to go is JNU Oh wow okay So okay so you are also thinking that the way this government or its machineries are suggesting JNU is so wrong is it? I don't know anything about JNU, so I have no opinion there. But so 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 it means that the way they are projecting Kanaya, who has a lot of support in JNU, I think, and of course across the country, uh, is it wrong or Kanaya is not seeming to be a good person for our country? What is it, in your view? Sure, he's he's emerged from that kind of student politics, and he has that kind of backing. I do agree with him on a lot of points and he's been a person who has stood against a lot of uh, majoritarian views and lots of pushing around. So sure. I have a few differences but that's, that's really not, I mean, th okay. those are just like, you know, fine points. Right. 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 While I largely agree with what he stands for, oh, they are okay. just Okay. And why do I think that, uh, so, okay, tell me when you study sociology, what's the end goal like? What, what, I mean, for example, say when I was, I'll give you my example and you, you educate me from your perspective about yours, what does it look like? I knew that I wanted to build a company. I wanted to be a type entrepreneur. I knew it somewhere within me 
when I, I was I went to a boarding school uh, and uh, in Raniket it's called Birla School Raniket and there was no internet over there. So I came to Delhi uh, in 2003-04 and uh, then I got introduced to internet. I immediately you know knew that this is going to be world changing. Uh, and uh, so so it was study business, study how to build a business because I wanted to be a businessman. Uh, but then, of course, my my when I entered Delhi University, my bubble of uh, all the dreams that I had about innovation got busted. Um, and then I understood that whatever I have to learn, it has to come from my own curiosities. And internet enabled me to, you know, get answers to my curiosities. So when you take up sociology, what is the end goal? What do you hope to be? So I suggested I, I suggested my home for I yeah, I knew I that can... Yeah, let's do that because there we know Indians. And we can get something to eat or drink, whatever you will please. So yeah, you were saying something. Science and humanity. Yeah,
and uh, did you enjoy your academic choices oh i loved it i had i was awesome. very lucky to have wonderful professors and so supportive and i'm somebody who does not like the kind of person who would not submit an assignment if it does not provoke me in uh, intellectually right so and they were completely okay with that okay. never ever pestering me never shaming me and yet you know so it was it was a very very close environment for that kind of group yeah not regretted it a second so um, it gave me the sort of perspective to really look at the world mm-hmm. in a way that i don't know i mean i've been uh tell me the yeah go straight go straight take the flyover keep going straight Oh, beautiful place we can go to. It's a cafe with just beautiful plants. Um, okay. So we can consider that also. Okay, my right. my home is going to be on the way. Okay. It's going to be much prior to that cafe. Anyway, go on. Uh, so hmm. where should we go? Just go straight. It's all on the way. Alright. Hmm. I see. Yeah. So the end goal, in a way, has always been to. practice some kind of politics awesome. which is okay. because i mean of course i am very interested in academia in research and all of these things but at the end of it it cannot be the end goal of my life i mean right. i cannot practice i wow. i cannot i cannot stay a professor all my life if right. i'm going to study about all these injustices and all the oppression that is happening out here I cannot just sit around and just keep Perfect. studying it, and you know. Guys, nice. I'm very happy to hear that. So justice is uh, on on your mind. You yeah, you'd so like a more just world. Yeah, yeah, a more equitable society for all kinds of people. Where oh, you you you'd be happy to see the cover page of my company because the words of it's just really made up of all these things. Mm-hmm. It says we inspire ideas, faith, and action among entrepreneurs mm-hmm. towards. freedom justice and equality hey, yeah this is really what uh, we are after yeah, uh, so it's kind of like what mark said you can't just keep studying about it you the point of it is to, you know to change the world so and for sure i don't agree with a lot of ways that the world is functioning now you know the, a, a very good thing that i'm learning uh now in life it wasn't uh, so when college i was uh, fears in college with my uh uh approach to my opinions mm-hmm. now i think i'm learning to hold two different opinion with compassion mm-hmm. and only i can see that you can navigate towards a solution only with that kind of approach mm-hmm. have compassion to hold two opposite opinions and if you can if you can generally hold it consider it look at it deeply then maybe some good solution can be crafted 
So okay, anyway, you said politics, huh? So, so, so. Yeah, but uh, the kind of politics that I'm talking about is not is not exactly the kind of politics you know what the conventional meaning of politics is. I know what you so mean. So for yeah. me, yeah. So for me, what the personal is political. Yeah. Right. So even if I'm talking about power dynamics within the household, that is politics. That's very much political. Right. A lot of things that. Function that matter, function there, are also political. So, because of course, even what is called politics comes from a very skewed power dynamic, and it's like a particular kind of people who are deciding what kind of politics is politics, what is called national politics, which issues become national issues, and all of those things. So, but of course, I've understood like from what, from whatever I've understood is that. This kind of politics is not really, of course, it's nowhere in the mainstream. And what kind of politics? The kind of politics that I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. So it's it's more it's more about um, a counterculture. It's more about critique. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, something like that. And um, so my practice is largely focused on writing poetry, using art as a means okay as a tool but then that's just for now of course right right so branch out eventually but for now i feel like i still need to learn more which which of course does not happen only within the confines of the classroom but for, but until now the classroom has worked pretty well for me so i think fair enough yeah it could yeah. work for some good um I mean, if you, I think Indian classrooms, if you if you want to do, I think India in Indian classrooms can uh, prepare people for um, def, definitely prepare people for political leadership. Uh, I don't doubt that at all. I think what Indian classrooms don't prepare us well. Again, it's those subjects like science or inventions and innovations uh, of science. Otherwise, I think Indian education. I guess. I mean, I. I so, don't if you see JNU, the kind of education that happens over there, it's, it's great. It's, it's great. I mean, even if you see the rankings and all, there also it fits in. But even if you just look at the kind of education, the kind of environment that is fostered for learning, where I think the fundamental basis of, uh, like, the fundamental requirement for a good education is the ability to critique and to question. Yes, yes. And absolutely. if that is not enabled somewhere. So that has been, I think, in a way, one of my qualms with science, with the very limited experience that I've had with science, right. which was only up to class ten. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it's either right or wrong, right, right. as far as science goes. Whereas in social science, so you know, it's a question of paradigms. So there was this um, scholar called. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, she had written. Uh, so she had talked about these paradigms. So there was this scholar called Thomas Kuhn who had talked about paradigms of science mm. and had said that um, what innovation or what new discoveries mean in science is that the earlier theory is rejected. It becomes obsolete, and that is when you replace it with a new one. Right. Right. So. Whereas in social science, what happens is that 
the very coming of a new theory which is critiquing the earlier one expands the realm of the social science instead of keeping it the same so in a way the paradigm increases and the learning is not linear it's more expansive right yes yes okay Tell me that. I'm not really going to eat Na- Nothing at all? No. And to drink? We can actually get a wine, really. Please don't think that because I've quit, there's no, I have not, there's, there's nothing like quitting. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, because I've never thought about anything, so I don't have to worry about quitting. I just thought that when I was thinking about it, I don't have anything to do with peer pressure in my life, you know? No, I'm not sure about wine because I think I'd also have to eat. So anything uh, you want, we maybe will just order. We'll order on the phone. Because I, you haven't had anything. Nothing is really I had something like before. Perfect, perfect. Suit yourself. I just really have one mango at home, I think. Hmm. What is the book? What? Are, so you read? What are you reading currently? Uh, AC fan, what will do? Yeah, 
कितना पैसा कमा लेते हो वैसे तुम सर महीने में महीने की बात नहीं कह सकते हैं सर बस खाली हमारे घर का राशन राशन चल जाएगी बहुत ही हमको महीने की पैसे तो कितना कैसे किस जूता पॉलिश करके कमा लेते हो इतना कि राशन आ जाता है सर आता तो नहीं है मगर फिर भी बीस तीस चालीस रुपये पाते हैं सर घर के लिए खरीद के मतलब जो थोड़ा बहुत आता है ले जाते हैं उसमें खा लेते हैं सर अच्छा तो अगर चालीस रुपये एक दिन में कमा लेते हो तो चालीस रुपये में क्या आ जाता है घर के लिए सर देखिए याद है एक किलो पूरा आटा ले लेता हूँ चौबीस रुपये का सर उसमें बचता है अठारह रुपया अठारह रुपये में सर टमाटर वमाटर ले जाता हूँ सलाद बना के उसके बाद रोटी पकड़ खा लेते हैं सर और दाल दाल वाल नहीं लेकिन सर जब पैसे ही नहीं रहेगा सर दाल क्या करूँगा तो सरकार देती भी तो है तो कहाँ दे रही सर हमारे पास राशन राशन कार्ड तो है नहीं सिर्फ आधार कार्ड है हमारा पहचान पर राशन कार्ड क्यों नहीं बनाते सर राशन कार्ड बनवाने की बहुत कोशिश कर रहा हूँ मगर हमारे जहाँ गाँव के प्रधान है ना फैजाबाद रहता हूँ यहाँ पे आया हूँ कमाने के लिए और यहाँ पे होमवर्क भी कर रहा हूँ अपना मतलब डांस वांस का अरे सर ऑडिशन भी आ गया है ऑडिशन देने अपने गांव जाऊँगा सर अगर सेलेक्ट हो गया सर तो कामयाबी अगर पा गए तो ऑडिशन कहाँ फैजाबाद रियल मी सेंटी सेंटर के पास में किस कौन सा शो का शो का यही का है सर मतलब जैसे एम जी एम जे एस ग्रुप का डांस है सर हाँ म्यूजिक का है जैसे मिसिंग का हो गया 
कुंभक का हो गया जो मतलब कुछ भी करना होगा तो मतलब सर उसमें अगर हमने बैटल जीते तो सर हम ही को फिर जैसे कहीं भी होगा बैटल तो हम ही जाएंगे सर और बैटल में कितना पैसा मिलेगा सर अगर एक बैटल जीतेंगे तो हमारे सर हम लोगों को एक हज़ार रुपये डेली देंगे फिर मतलब एक जैसे एक ग्रुप हुआ हमने उसको हरा दिया हम लोगों ने डांस में तो हमारे सर जितना भी पैसे मालिक से पाएंगे तो हम लोग को एक हज़ार देंगे बस हम लोगों को डांस जीतना उसके बाद जैसे मतलब आपने सर को पानी छोड़ दिया डांस वांस नहीं करो तो आप दो तीन चार बच्चे को बुला के अपना मतलब सिखा भी सकते हैं सर उसके बाद ऑडिशन का तीन सौ चार सौ के महीने में देंगे वो लोग उसमें वो भी हम पा जाएंगे सर तो इसलिए मतलब पहले सोचने पहले हम एक बार दो बार ऑडिशन दे दें ऑडिशन में अगर सही हुए तो ठीक है फिर सर के साथ लगे रहेंगे नहीं होगा तो फिर बाद में अपने बच्चे को ही सिखाते रहेंगे जैसे हम इसमें पैसा मिल जाएगा कहीं भी तीन चार बच्चे को बुला लिए सर जैसे मतलब बोला कि हम डांस सिखाते हैं अगर किसको सीखना होगा आ जाना तो मतलब बता देंगे तो आएंगे तो आ जाएंगे सर तो सिखाएंगे उनको बता देंगे तीन सौ के महीने यहाँ जो भैया लोग डांस वांस करते हैं जानते हैं उन लोगों को नहीं सर मगर देखता रहता हूँ सर बहुत प्रेस्टिक करते हैं मेहनत भी बहुत करते हैं तो सर उनको देख के मालूम है इधर बगल में प्रेस्टिक उनको देख के कर लेता था तो मालूम कहते रहते थे एक बार बोले थे कि छोटू तू टाइगर वाइगर मारता है मैंने कहा सर बस ऐसे ही आप लोग को देख के मैं भी थोड़ी बहुत प्रेस्ट कर लेता हूँ तो बोला कि तू बहुत आगे जाएगी मैंने कहा भाई आप लोग की दुआ है पढ़ाई कितना कर लेते हो पढ़ लेते हो शब्द अक्षर पढ़ लेते हो सर उतना नहीं पढ़ पाता मगर जैसे ए बी सी डी हुआ आज से ग्यारह तक वो हुआ छोटा बड़ा ये सब पढ़ लेता हूँ और गणित कर लेते हो हाँ मतलब जोड़ घटाव कर लेते हो सर जोड़ घटाव कर लेते हो उम्र क्या अभी तुम्हारी सर होगी यही सत्रह सोलह रोज आते हो पार्क नहीं सर पहली बार आया मैं एक बार और आए थे जब भैया ये मिले थे तो इस पार्क में सर थोड़ा थक गया था उधर कपूरतला से पैदल जा आते हुए तो यहाँ से अंदर आने का थोड़ा झुलवा झुल लेंगे उसके बाद बैठ गए उसमें सर आपको देखा हम सोचे आप बाइबल पढ़ेंगे सर नहीं बाइबल क्यों पढ़ेंगे बाइबल के बारे में कैसे जानते हो तुम सर हम अरे एक साल किचन मतलब वहाँ पर थे चर्च में एक साल थे चर्च में क्या करते थे सर वहाँ झाड़ू पोछा लगाते थे मोमबत्ती वोमबत्ती जलाते थे साफ सफाई करते थे और प्रार्थना भी करते थे वहाँ पे और नाम क्या तुम्हारा मेरा सर वैसे ही हमारा नाम प्यार से राज लेते हैं हमारा नाम जोनी है जोनी पूरा नाम क्या है जोनी आगे सर आगे नहीं बस खाली ऐसे मतलब राज चौहान कहते हैं सब लोग और प्यार से नाम जोनी लेते हैं राज चौहान वैसे हम हम लोग को हमारी लोग की जाँच होती है हर दिन हम लोग को हर दिन कहते हैं जाँच किस चीज़ की जैसे मतलब जैसे हम लोग का बिरादर होता है हर जन हर जन तो इसलिए हर जन होता है तो हम लोग को हमारा नाम रात चौहान है छोटे भाई का वो भी नाम है सर तो जांच होती है इसे क्या मतलब जांच नहीं सर मतलब जैसे मतलब सर अभी कोई ठाकुर होता है पंडित होता है सर तो ऐसे हमारी भी जात है हर जन अच्छा जात एक बार तुम आई टी चौराहे से पैदल चल के उधर एक घर के घर पर आए थे हाँ सर शायद आया हुआ वहाँ वो कैमरे में उन्होंने रिकॉर्ड किया था ना मतलब आए थे दाल दाल और चावल लेने दाल और चावल हो सकता है मगर सर आईडी डी नहीं जाता रहता हूँ आईटी चौराहे से वह पैदल आए थे दाल दाल चावल लिया था तुमने और कुछ पैसा भी दिया था ऐसे ही 
राशन के लिए हो सकता है हाँ एक भैया मिले थे तो उसी ने हमको राशन वाशन मिलाया था इतना तो याद है दाढ़ी 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 थी भैया के हाँ दाढ़ी वाली नहीं हल्का फुल थी उतना ध्यान नहीं भैया को अगर देखते ही पहचान और कैमरे कैमरे पे भी रिकॉर्ड किए थे वो तुम्हें मोबाइल फोन पे सर यार साइट यार नहीं जाता रहता हूँ ना मतलब ना आईडी होते हुए ना उतना होते हुए पॉलिश करते हुए ऐसे भूत ना टहलते टहलते अच्छा एक भैया भी हैं मतलब वहाँ पे भूत अलग वहाँ पे आईडी से पहले जो सब बड़ी बड़ी अंदर गलियों में बिल्डिंग नहीं अरे वो नहीं मार्केट है वहाँ पे पॉलिश करने जाता हूँ ये भैया जानते हैं मार्केट के वही लिपस्टिक विस्टिक पाउडर वाउडर बेचते हैं अंदर क्रीम रिम सीक तो वहाँ पे पॉलिश करता हूँ उनको भैया जानते तो आज तुम्हारे भाई बहनों ने तुम लोगों ने क्या खाया सुबह सर सुबह तो हमने सर ले गए थे मालूम इधर से सुबह जब मैं कल काम से आया था तो सर आपसे जुड़ने बोले कल हमने पचास रुपये खाए थे पचास रुपये पाए थे तो हमने बीस रुपये की पनीर खाने का मन हो रहा था बीस रुपये पनीर ले ली थी और उसके बाद टमाटर वमाटर लेके उसके बाद आटा रखा ही हुआ था एक किलो ले गया और सर बना के पनीर और रोटी खाने थे और आज सुबह वही सुबह की बात सुबह ही खाए अच्छा बढ़िया है सबने खाया घर में हाँ सर उसके बाद इधर में काम पे नहीं घर पर कौन मम्मी मम्मी बनाती होंगी खाना हाँ सर और बाकी अभी भाई बहन क्या कर रहे हैं घर पर ही हैं घर पर ही होंगे सर उन लोग मतलब हमारे घर नहीं है सर कृपाल लगा के मतलब झोपड़पट्टी की तरह है घर वर तो है सर मगर फैज आबाद में स्वावल्ली पास में तो अपना घर है हाँ सर अपनी तो वहाँ पे कौन रहता है वहाँ पे सर इस समय कोई नहीं इधर चले आए हैं कमाने के लिए सर घर तो वहाँ घर पे ताला लगाए हुए हाँ सर वहाँ पे अगर घर पे रहेंगे सर तो वहाँ पे सोचा कि इधर बाहर कमाने निकलें कम से कम कुछ कमाएंगे उसके बाद अपना काम वगैरह मिल जाएगा ठीक है तो वहाँ घर कितना बड़ा एक कमरे का है सर छोटा सा है ज़्यादा नहीं है इतने का सर और इतने का होगा बस इतने ही बड़ा होगा सर अल्लाह चौड़ाई बता रहा हूँ एक कमरे का हाँ तो उसमें ताला लगाए हुए हैं अभी हाँ सर इसमें ताला लगा हुआ है वो घर किसने पापा ने खरीदा था नहीं सर वो हमारे दादा पड़ता था किसी ज़मीन अच्छा हमारे पापा बोलते थे यहाँ पर जब हम लोग यहाँ ठेला लगाते थे यहाँ आम बेचते थे तो हमने कहा बोला कि तुम्हारे दादा ने यहाँ पे जब आम के बगीचा रखाते थे तो किसी ने दिया था तुम्हारे दादा को जिनके बगिया रखाते थे तो उन्हीं ने वो कमरा बनवा के दिया था तभी तो मिट्टी का ही है हाँ ऊपर सीमेंट मोरन की है तो बताया था कि यहाँ पे जब बगिया रखाते थे तुम्हारे दादा तो हम ही ने दिया था तो हमने उन्हीं के नाम कर दिया था तो हमारे दादा तो रहे नहीं पूछ लिया पापा किए गए और बाकी जो हमारे चाचा लोग हैं एक चाचा दिल्ली में एक चाचा इधर कहीं पर हरिया हरियाणा के साइड में हमारे दोनों चाचा अच्छे पैसे कमाते हैं और अच्छी पोजीशन पे भी हम लोग उन लोग के पास जाते नहीं क्यों क्योंकि हमारे चाचा बहुत ख़राब है मुझे अगर एक एक दिन अगर जाएंगे तो बहुत अच्छे अच्छे रहेंगे दूसरे दिन में बस बातें सुनाने लगेंगे इसलिए जाते नहीं जब कोई कोई परेशानी आती है तभी तो चले जाते हैं देखने के लिए नहीं जाते हैं बाय
ladies. I'm making this video seemingly in advocacy of men. However, the truth is this video is in advocacy of not just the men but the mothers, sisters, wives and lovers of these men too. I say this may seem as if is in advocacy of men because most of you will agree that for whatever reasons I am not to debate the reasons and rightly so today's world assumes men to be wrong I want to ask the sisters and mothers and lovers, are men so wrong that a woman be given the power to go to a police station, make a false complaint of any magnitude, even to the extent of rape, and have the man go behind the bars without providing any evidence. Are men so wrong that we forget that a woman, if an employee, is expelled from a company to her this taste and disappointment and embarrassment she might turn out to be extremely vengeful to an extent that she could go to either social media or the police station to press false sexual assault charges and the police will not ask the lady why are you pressing a charge of an event which is independently itself a crime it shouldn't have dependent on you getting expelled from the company and then pressing a charge and if that is the case then why shouldn't the police ask the woman lady since you have since there is enough evidence to show that you have the other motive to press these charges because you are, have been expelled from the company very recently. The dates of charge, charges that you are pressing happen to be months ago. Why were you waiting for so long? Lady, there's also enough evidence of you indulging in sexually explicit message exchange with your boss 
and if your boss was assaulting you sexually, why is there an indication of you deriving pleasure out of it? To us, this looks like a case of consensual sex gone awry because you are expelled from the company of your boss and now you're unemployed. Furthermore, this also looks like a case that you are pressing these charges against your boss because you are trying to lure him through your sexual conduct into dating you. But your boss was not ready for that. That wasn't the commitment he made to you. My question is, my dear Women Rights Commission, that when the story looks like something like this, you may say that the boss was in a position of power and that's why the lady was, for the sake of her job, pandering to his whims in spite of enough evidence indicating that in fact the initiation of the sexual attraction or sex happened from her side and was every bit in consent and was every bit out of her desire for that pleasure far above and beyond her need of a job it wasn't done in protection of that job this is a pathetic argument however this argument is often made an argument that is another argument that is often made is that a woman doesn't need to prove that the man promised her marriage or not. She can go to the court and say, he promised me marriage and used me and my body under the false pretext of marriage. There is no evidence whatsoever with the woman, a 34-year-old woman of any such promise. The police doesn't ask her this question about you're old enough to understand the promise of marriage does not amount to marriage. You're also old enough to understand that there was a culture in our country where a woman was remained a virgin till her marriage and then we considered this for an act of purity, divinity. Now, educated women like you don't wait for marriage before they uh, indulge in sexual intercourse. Women consume it before marriage in most cases today, especially when they are 34 years of age and are on dating apps, meeting boys on dating apps. So just because there was a false promise of marriage, 
you decided to sleep with the man because there was a promise of marriage. If there was no promise of marriage, you wouldn't have slept with the man. Are you saying this is the first man in your life you are you have slept with because there was a promise of marriage at 34 years of age? Is the first time you are sleeping with a man? This argument also doesn't hold good. But my dear women, Women's Right Commission, I'm asking you a question about what if the position of power is with the woman? What if she is the one who is making a false promise of investing in the man's business to lure him or attract him with her body and with her financial power packaged together for a greater plan. I will tell you about the plan of a woman like that later. But what do you say to a woman who is in a position to make an investment to buy shares? of a man's company. By signing a contract. Because this man was a vulnerable entrepreneur who needed money to, to save his business from dying. Now, who is in the position of power? So the argument of power, I, am, I, don't, I don't need this argument even to win my case. We are equals, there is no position of power anywhere. Between a man and a woman, we are equals. So, even though she was in a financially far stronger position. I'm not going to count this as her power. I want to tell you what happens in reality more often than not is that women get disgruntled if their man cheats on them with another woman, they get disgruntled if their boss fires them to their embarrassment out of the company. And there are many, many more reasons for them getting disgruntled. And the moment you make a law that a woman without, can go and make this complaint without producing any evidence, whenever she wants, after months and years of the event, her complaint would be taken into consideration to the extent of putting the man into inside the jail 
and destroying his career without any trial, without any evidence, without recording even his statement. As if the woman is always speaking the truth. I want to tell you, my dear ladies, there is rage among men towards women, especially those who call themselves feminists, because your feminism have, are, have potentially destroyed the lives of your brother, father, potential husband, your boyfriend, everybody. Because now, your feminism has given the power to, in the world where lie, liars are rewarded, your feminism has given the power to a lying woman of extraordinary proportions. This power is an AK-47-like assault rifle a woman can unleash. If she's disgruntled, she could unleash on a man without any answerability. And that man could be your brother, could be even your husband, an employee of some company who had an argument with the lady employee of that company is equally vulnerable. Now, if you think that they better be scared of you, then you do not know the statistics of how many such cases are happening in our country and how many men are committing suicide out of this pressure. So I have written plenty to cover, uncover this facade, this injustice. I want for now, I want to address the men for now and I want to tell them that if women are hating on you, I want you to remember the women that are not hating on you. There is a very small portion of women that are hating on you. These women can be your ex-girlfriends. That's not all women in the world, right? These women could be the employees that you could not align yourself with. They're not all women of the world, right? These women can often also be the women in position of extraordinary power, like women of women's rights commissions across the country, uh, in, in various states and so many of them and so many such commissions. I want to tell you, my dear men of our country, do not hate on the commissions. If, if you have to call them out for their injustice, call them out by their very specific name. Let's not malign their organization because these organizations were made to protect our 
sisters and mothers and lovers and wives from injustice that men have been found to subject women through. It's reasonable to just name a disgruntled, hateful, bitter woman heading or in sitting in a position of power in one of those organizations that are hell-bent on maligning men. Just, if you have to, call out their names. Don't malign their organizations. All organizations and all laws to protect women are fair enough. All laws can be misused. So is this law misused? The reforms are required, but the debate to reforms is not the kind of fight the Me Too movement unleashed on men. That's not the kind of fight we want on women because the portion of women that are falsely accusing men are very few as compared to the overall number of women in the world. Let's figure out a name for this breed of women who falsely accused men. I'll tell you what their name is. Their name is criminals. I hope you get my point. My point is that the one who does crime is a criminal, is neither a man nor a woman, is a criminal, period. How I wish our fight was on the ground of calling a criminal a criminal, not a man, not a woman. This would have been a world where men and women treated each other with love and respect, not fear and threat. You know, the first step is to know that life will always bring unpredictability. There will be equal fortune as misfortune. If today it's bringing misfortune, the rule is always like this, you know, the swing of the pendulum. If the pendulum is swung all the way to the negative, if you stay centered at optimism, it will also swing back to that extreme end of positive. So it all depends on your preparation to understand life. So I am convinced that mishaps will keep happening in life. Extraordinary mishaps will happen in life. I cannot imagine life without them. And because I'm in acceptance of it and I'm in gratitude for everything else I have, including education, including the ability to communicate in both languages, English and Hindi, and with clarity, including the food on my plate, given that I actually don't work for income, I have no income. And I don't come from a family background where I could be supported with money. I'm basically a broke man. 
I just hustle and work very hard, um, but not towards money, but towards just something good that I am doing. I think for 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 society, and 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 if the result comes one day, the society would be very happy. But before result, some people in this society are just enabling me with shelter above my head and food on my plate. I do have to struggle a lot because of that for not having money and also my expenses uh, for running a company, managing the products, it becomes all, you know, nearly impossible, but the most, the more difficult it becomes, the better I become as a leader. So, so, you know, having equal amounts of gratitude and equal amounts of acceptance for the mishaps in life, because life is such.